Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon, Brandon Wound, Pick Hey, this is me, Todd Novak. We are thrilled that you are along for the ride of the Guitar Knobs podcast. We are excited to be here. As always, we love doing this. We hope you love listening. And um, Jared, you want to tell the fine people out there what our show's about? In case this is the first time they've ever heard it, which is even, that's super cool. We interview the boutique builders of the industry, and we find out know how they got started and where they're headed uh their backstory um we do many different people we do pedal guys uh, a lot of pedal people um amps we do amps and Guitars. speakers and we do one-on-one shows as do well ones educational shows. really yes. good time mm-hmm. we got yeah. one coming up too we do but yeah i cannot wait to- yes uh we also might have someone in the studio today who are you in the studio right now I'm Al from Occult Effects. Al from Occult Effects. Al Benitez. Yes. Yes, sir. I met him at the guitar show. and uh, He's right here. You can tell him that. Yeah, we, we <laughs> met at the guitar show. <laughs> the Ohio Guitar Show. That's right. right? And we had it, and uh, he was, he was uh, you know, enthusiastic about he, wanting again, to be on the show. He's yeah. right here. <laughs> yeah. I was. He I, could say, <laughs> and you were enthusiastic. <laughs> How this works. <laughs> Jared's okay. talking in the fourth person. <laughs> I am always getting <laughs> on here. Yeah, well, that's what we do here. Yeah, all right. That's the anyway. other thing we do. Well, that, that's where I, that's where I met him. Yeah, and I and I think I, I met him as well. Yeah, we met there too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was kind of fun. It's a happy happy little Ohio family. He's from Ohio. He's actually really close by, and we've been in contact with him. He actually makes uh, some pedals. Brought us a big box of them. I think I mentioned that on a show. Yes, one or two back. And so we've had a lot of fun playing around with them, and we're going to talk all about that in a little bit. But first, yes, we have a couple of announcements. We first want to thank Rode for hooking us up with some mighty fine gear here. We've got Tony's favorite thing. The articulating arm. The articulating arms of the Rode Procaster microphones. And we've got the deliciously lovely Rodecaster Pro mm. uh, unit in front of us that it is, is delicious. recording our voices on individual tracks, and uh, it's it's a really great... And we've uh, got... I, I see three empty tracks there. Well, kind of. So it does four mic tracks. Okay. It does a USB track. Okay. It does a... You can plug your phone into it, so if you have a call coming in from your phone via the uh, TRRL jack or, you know... The, the TRS. Little, TRS, something like that. It's the thing. Yeah, you can plug the phone into it. And it's got a Bluetooth, so I can just b- do my phone Bluetooth right to this. And Jeez. It, oh and it man. works out great. And it's got some great sound effects built in, too, It I'm does, told. but we're not going to hear them because uh, mm. that's, uh, that's He's, he's against the sound effects here. Yeah. What, have you, what did the sound effect ever do to you? I know. Nothing. That's, They're trapped in prison. Yes. Sound prison. They're waiting. They're so anyways, waiting for just the right moment. This is a great unit if you're considering starting a podcast on your own or if, hey, I mean, honestly, this is even great, I think, for actual recording. I, I don't see why you couldn't, you know, 
have them before mics in a room and record. Yeah, it's, it's got like a little thingy in there that you can record to, it's right? It's got a thingy. The whole thing. It's, it's like got a cassette SD. inside. Yes, it's, cassette. Got a, it's got an 8-track <laughs> inside. It, it, everything records the SD card, a micro SD, which is really handy. So you don't even have to plug it into a computer. Wow. Like, legitimately. Yeah. It, it is cool. I mean, it, it's and, really and, and as we have said before, it is a game changer it is for a the game podcast changer. So thank you industry. to Rode for hooking us up with that. Thanks, Rode. Uh, I also have a little bit of uh, news that I wanted to share. One of our longtime supporters and, and listeners, uh, Liam Martin, sent us a, a note. He says, uh, I want to just read it because this is the kind of stuff that, like, it really does mean a lot to us. Man, these are things that when we get these kind of notes, like, we, we're just like, I had no idea we'd, you know, this stuff wouldn't start happening. We practically well up in tears. Make yeah. us cry. Hey, knobs, just wanted to let you guys know you inspired another guy to stop thinking and start doing. Built some guitars back in the 90s and have been wanting to do more for ages. After listening to you guys for a couple of years and seeing the other guy with the alloy bass. So that was he posted. Oh, the aluminum. Detroit. The, yeah, yep. the aluminum bass. That dude's uh, sick, yeah, man. Yeah, That's he awesome. works at Detroit Bikes. Yep. Um, he says, I decided to do this. Uh, just completed my interpretation of a tele guitar. Mahogany body, Queensland ma- maple neck, Mulga fretboard, and Tasmanian blackwood headstock veneer. That's a lot of words I don't know. Yeah. I started an Instagram occult. Uh, occult. <laughs> hey, who knows? Maybe, maybe we'll <laughs> I started up an Instagram account at Bill Go La Guitars. So it's B-I-L-G-O-L-A Guitars. If anyone wants to see what I'm doing, he did post it on, on our Facebook page. And I did. Got a lot of... Uh, I liked it. Yeah, got a lot of uh, action. If anyone wants to see what I'm doing, they can go there. The next one will be a Billy Bow inspired guitar for my first customer. Hoping to sell some to friends to get started, mostly just for material cost until I get more experience. Thanks, guys. Keep doing what you do. I don't know how it gets better. Than that's that. perfect. That's, that's what amazing. that's what it's all about. It's well, it we didn't intend it for that. So it's just a, oh, I, I intended it to do You've that. Intended that the whole time. I intended that all oh, you along. Are a genius, my friend. Yeah, I am. <laughs> uh, so yeah, big big thanks to Liam for sharing that. And if you have a similar story, please share that with us. And uh, and then post it on that Facebook. Post thing. it on the post on our Facebook group because our, it's it's really interesting. I mean, we can talk about it, but when you see the photos and absolutely. things, it's really cool. Yeah, agreed, agreed, Jared. Okay, so uh, summer Nam <laughs> is coming up. Yes. And uh, Tony Baloney and I will be there. And That's right. Yeah, we're going to show some pickups. And Watch out, Nashville. We're coming. We're coming and, to uh, get come, you. Come talk to us, and we'll talk Guitar Knob stuff. And I'm sure there's going to be tons of guests there as well that, that we've had in the past. So yeah. it would be great to see you. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. What's your booth number? Uh, I believe it's 1255. 1255. Right Fender Business. Yeah, is it twelve fifty five? I think it yeah. is twelve fifty five. You just look it up when you get there. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll announce it again. <laughs> just just look for the tall guy towering over the booths. That's right, Amundo. That's right. Uh, we also have a patron four on the floor. I wanted to share. Oh, cool. We love those. So this is from <clears throat> Tim Nowak. Uh, Tim says, uh, he's been listening for a long time and sharing, but he says, uh, I'm an electrical engineering major at Western Michigan University. Home of the Maestro Fuzz Tone and Origin of the Rat. Well, hell, Woo-hoo. 
That yeah. should be on, like, as you're driving into town, it should say that. <laughs> it should. Um, this show has inspired me to dive headfirst into the DIY guitar community. When I am not studying or working, I am breadboarding effects and experimenting with modifications. Thank you so much for exposing so many people to those uh, to those that create music, making machines from nothing. I am honored to finally join the rank of executive producer and give this podcast the support it de- deserves. That is true. Excellent. He has joined. On and there's going to be a special thing at the end of this podcast. Yep. Don't give it away. Oh, you gave it away. Man. Spoiled everything. Oh. All right. So his four on the floor. The Dark Glass Vintage Ultra V1 Mm. says, I am a bass player, and this preamp gives me limitless tone options with a four-band EQ. The drive section is amazing. It is easy to dial in a vintage tube drive or an all-out modern distortion. He also chooses the homemade CMOS Fuzz Overdrive. This is a pedal I completed a couple of weeks ago, and it sounds killer! Exclamation mark. It sounds... uh, It is a combination of the 22... Seven and the double D from runoffgroove.com with an added blend control because, well, bass. Uh, this pedal replaced my bass big muff. That's a hard thing for me to say. I don't know why. <laughs> it replaced my bass big muff and did it, did a it powerful, have, thick overdrive. Did it have solderless connections? I'm not going to say that. <laughs> uh, the th- number three, well, 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 the boss metal zone. What a more infamous ah, pedal yeah. than this. But in all seriousness, this pedal works great as a combination EQ and booster. I use it to add extra girth or twang <laughs> to sound when I when the song calls for it. Though it's one of my favorites, it's probably my neighbor's most hated. <laughs> True. I can understand that. This is cool because yeah. you, to get this from a bass player's perspective, because not all guitar pedals work or play nicely with basses. No. Um, and in fact, we'll be talking about one here shortly that, yes. that plays well, but, but it's, it's cool to get a bass player's perspective. Correct. Amundo. Uh, number, number four, four is the Wampler, the doctor lo-fi delay. I haven't had much experiences with delay or reverb, but this pedal sounds killer to me. You can go from a clean digital delay to a wicked modulated mess. The te- the tap tempo and subdivision subdivision. Uh, t- switching made that much better. If you get it, you got it. If you don't, don't worry about it. All right. Uh, so, hey, thanks, Tim, for sending that and for joining uh, the, the ranks of the executive producer Patreon yeah, status. Definitely. We greatly appreciate your support, my friend. And yep. if you're out there and you have a four on the floor that you'd like to share, send it to Todd. Yeah. And and what's more, he, he has been uh, a $5 level supporter and boosted so you can do that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sky's the limit. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, and that also means like, I for some reason, I think that's extra meaning because there's like, he could have been just like, yeah, I'm going to keep doing this. But he's like, nope. Mm-mm. I, won't, I like this that much. You know, that's pretty cool. That's beautiful. Okay, gentlemen. What are we doing in the music world this week? Let's let's hear from Al. He's been sitting here mighty quiet. <laughs> he's through a whole Is he still here? Just... You know, he's like, well, I guess I'll just have one of these while you guys yeah. ramble on. What's going on in your music um, world this week, Al? So uh, lately, I've kind of been into weird distortion pedals. Maybe most people wouldn't uh, want to play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, give us an um, example. Well, so I ordered these on Reverb recently. Uh, the first one was two of them. 
The first one is the uh, HM, the Boss HM3. Oh yeah, hyper metal, not the famous one. That's it's even more metal than because it's hyper. Yeah, yeah, it right. must be. If what it, do you get with hyper metal? Uh, oh. Extra metal, extra. So this thing actually sounds pretty cool. It's very usable, uh, which I like a lot. And I was surprised by that. And it's kind of a sleeper pedal. Like I got it for under hundred bucks. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, the other one is. Boss XT2 mm. X torsion, like the letter X torsion. Right. And it's uh, awful. It's so bad. <laughs> okay. Hey, you uh, can't hit a home run every time now, I know, even but, if it's boss. And, <laughs> and um, it just, the controls are like contour and punch. So they're oh. kind of vague, uh, you know, and then of course volume and distortion. What does the punch do? Is that kind it of like a basically a level? S- it it no, it's it sounds like you um it's like a really crazy mids control or something. Oh, it's okay. so okay. It, interesting. It sounds like you're uh, if you turn it up, it sounds like you're underwater or something. Right. right. Oh wow. It's really, really, really weird. Hmm. But I, I I enjoy these pedals for those for reasons. The weirdness. Yeah. yeah. yeah what what do you if you if that. you had to pick one all time distortion pedal, oh. what would you pick? Well, he's gonna do his four on well, the floor. Well, I know. I'm just we're talking about distortion pedals. Is, 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 that, uh, is that one on your four on the floor? No, no. These are these are definitely not. <laughs> no, but he said pick your number one distortion. Oh, pedal. Uh, dude, that's so hard. Yeah, yeah I anyway. don't know. There's there, I there would be at least ten of them. I don't know. And I've you know, never. I have one. Uh, I can't, I can't do it. Your least favorite. How okay, least favorite. My, my least. Sounds like the extortion. Yeah, it's the extortion. That's okay, the. Gotcha. That's the. All right, cleared. <laughs> All right, cool. So that's fun. That's kind of fun. Tony Baloney, what's up with you, buddy? Oh yeah. So I um I got my a friend of mine built a '59 uh, Les Paul burst mm. copy for me replica, mm-hmm. and I picked it up uh, this week. Mm-hmm. I put a pair of Jared's PAF style pickups in, and the pickups sound. Those would be Brandon wound. Brandon wound pickups, mm. and they sound. They do sound. This, uh, I mean, Jared's made other pickups for me, but this set in this guitar just sound right. I mean, That's they're cool. they're they. It's, it, I'm very happy with that. Now, I did have to take the guitar over to my other friend Sean to do some final cleanup work, some fret work, and things like that. Right. But this guitar. This is pretty nice, and it's it's uh, it doesn't have a lot of flame on the top, which I actually prefer, and it's got kind of that really it's like a lemon honey in it. Yeah, I mean it's it's like it goes to like greenish gray. I mean it's 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 what what a lot of them do um, that fade out, you know, because the red uh, the reason right. a lot of them fade is the red aniline dye that they used would uh, sunlight ultraviolet light would actually faded out so when you see a lot of uh a lot of the 58 59 and even 60 les paul standards most of them don't have much red around the outside if any and this one it just it just looks really cool it's a nice lightweight so beware bright red if you see a bright wet red one that means that was sitting under someone's bed probably or is fake or well no, I mean, there's people that like. I'm just saying. I mean, we've or t- we've is. talked I about those. One or the other. I said those, or is. They, you know, the, some people like that clown burst, as yeah. we, we call it. You know, yeah. with a bright, bright That's red around the outside. One behind his back. 
<laughs> Cloudburst. Anyway, but anyhow, on. so I'm, I'm uh, Sean's going to be working on that over the next couple of weeks, and I think it's going to turn into a really nice guitar. I'm pretty happy. Cool. I would like to add uh, on Sean's behalf that uh, yeah, he, any guitar that I've ever given him to work on or set up or just kind of tweak around. I'm always 100% happy. I mean, that dude is great at what so he does. So now that you've basically pimped him out, what is his full name? And oh, Sean Bowers stuff? at the Guitar Repair Company. Okay, and you're in, Col- in, in Columbus. Columbus. So oh, he's good. If you're anywhere not 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 in Columbus, you're probably out of luck. He's got a no, he's got a bit of a wait time because he's yeah because he's good at what he does. Yeah. But he just oh, it's in fact he just celebrated his first year anniversary that's right of opening a shop and uh he's doing really well and i you know he's always done really good work for me yep so thanks sean you bet okay always happy to help out those in the industry go ahead jared so uh yeah i I bought more gear and um what i did was i bought another pedal board and uh the brand is temple because that's the brand that i already have Mm -hmm. and uh that way i can you know, mix mix match from different boards or whatever, because you know they all have they'll all have the same temple attachments on yeah. the bottom of the pedal. The clampity clamps. That's yep. right. So, and to power it, well, I got what I already have, which is the True Tone One Spot CS12, which yep. is a fantastic unit. Mm, awesome, yummy. And that's uh, yeah, that's what's going on with me, man. I'm just gonna get my two boards together, and so you have the same uh, power supply for both boards, or. Two separate power two separate supplies. Two separate power supplies, but they're just they're the same thing because they're just really good units. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I received in the mail oh my the goodness. Uh, Retro Mechanical Labs 432K Dude. distortion box, which looks like it was pried out of a German U-boat. <laughs> or a, a layer. I love it. I love it's the VU meter secret, on that. It's a secret layer yeah? thing. Yeah. Yeah. This is um this is really an impressive unit. I mean, just from a from a collectability and and if you love pedals, it's like this is one of those brands that it's like it's definitely up there on the want list. If you don't already have one, just but, but you don't even like craftsmanship. I yeah. <laughs> uh, hang on, <laughs> and there are one, two, four, seven, eight, eight knobs, two switches, and a VU meter. I mean, it's great. The 432K distortion box uh, is unique in that it's classified as a hybrid transistor slash diode ladder filter with distortion. Wow, and the that's short, a mouthful. The, the, yeah, I'm going to let you guys sort that out when you go to go to the website and check this out because I've got there's a small booklet that comes with it, um, which is really <laughs> interesting. And these are actually it's it's nice because you can blend your clean. In. So ah. a lot of distortions, you know, you have your level up and your level down, which just basically means more distorted, the effects, a louder are. distorted yeah. or a quieter distorted. But the amount of distortion never really gets blended or mixed. It's just on. Right. So this is a really unique thing. There is one dial that's, uh, that is clean. So there's a distortion knob, a filter knob, which is really fun, um, a resonance knob, a clean knob, a transistor and an op amp, and then a feedback knob. All these, and this is just, you know, for, for distortion. So, and a low cut, and it you can activate diodes in it. It's, it's crazy pants. It's a pretty good size box, too. It's a big box. No, no joke. It's sort of uh, one of those memory man size box, but it's vertical. 
Does the VU meter light up? It it doesn't light up, but it definitely works. Uh, I'm gonna pass this over uh, to you guys. Like, it look, it kind of reminds me of like a, a little control module that you'd find on an old military vehicle. It's pretty cool looking. Yeah, it's it definitely looks military. It's, well, I think that that V meter is definitely military. Uh, this manual is awesome too. Yeah, it's way. a really helpful, really helpful kit. So, anyways, oh, 18 volts too. Yeah, that was the only trick. So, <laughs> I I went to go plug it in. I was like, oh, wait a minute. And so I had to upend my actual, my normal pedal board where I have my True Tone uh, CS6, yes. which has uh, an optional 18 or 9, and I had to switch it to 18 yep. and then run the power through that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, really, really cool. So if you're not familiar with Retro Mechanical Labs, go check them out because, man, they make some cool stuff. And they'll be guests on the show soon. So that's oh, also a big That's bonus. even better. Woo-hoo. One, two, one, two, three, four on the floor. Okay, Al Benitez of Occult Effects. Why don't you give us your four on the floor? I can't tell you guys how hard this was. It was this is next to impossible for me. Cause it's it's always changing. But for the past year or so, this has kind of been where I'm at. Okay. Uh so first in the chain, I've got an Earthquaker Devices Bellows. Now, as someone who kind of like favors the overdrive world a little bit, I would, you know, that's fair to say. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. I what would. is so special about the Bellows Overdrive for you? Well, first of all, anything that Earthquaker does is so good. I think everyone can probably agree on that. Um, but this thing is super simple. I don't like tons of knobs on my stuff. Really, mm-hmm. it's uh, I get lost, you know, and confused easily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this only has volume and drive controls. Super simple. It sounds warm and uh, has a great range in the drive control. And uh, the way I use it is I just use it as like a light overdrive, just a little bit of so breakup. Like, like your first overdrive? Like yep. you stack your overdrive? Okay. Yeah, yeah, first in the chain and then I'll use other right. distortions and stuff or fuzzes on top of it. Right. And just out of curiosity, what kind yep. of amp are you playing through? Uh, I've got a trainer YBA1A. Oh. Yes. Yes. All right. We've got I some love fans it. out there. Yeah. It's so loud. It's so loud and super clean. It's a great pedal platform. Is it, uh, a, is it a vintage one or is it a... Yeah. Oh. I think it's a 74, I'd say. Didn't wow. I try to buy one of those, Tony? I've you? I've owned two of them and sold them both. I you, you may I, I have actually, one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> I actually contacted you. I'm like, hey. I, oh, yeah, the Bass Master. Yeah, it's so good. I oh. love that amp. I actually I got it from a guy that lived in the middle of the woods in Massachusetts. <laughs> Scary. Yeah. That's, that does sound very it was, it was. I had to bring someone with me. It was, like yeah, it was like a Craig's. Yeah, it was like a... Well, <laughs> I w- I thought I was going to be the sacrifice right. this time, but no, it was like a Craigslist find, oh, you know, my God. and this dude lived out in the middle of nowhere. I used to live on the East coast. So this guy was way out there in Massachusetts. Yep. Yeah. And so I was like, Hey, will you come with me to get like, get this amp? And, um, it turned out he was actually a super nice guy. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, I've had this amp for a while and it's, great nice cool. yeah no those are great great amplifiers yeah we've, we've talked about trainers before a little bit yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah <laughs> okay. okay so you got that next now what number two uh this is probably uh one of the pedal like the so i'm listing these in 
order of how you might use them. Yeah, like okay. on my pedal board. Yeah, right. makes sense. Um, uh, right now and for the for a while, it's been the Cadlin bred uh, Sabra Cadabra. Mm. Mm. Yeah, this thing is great. It's supposed to be like a range uh, range master mm-hmm. going into a Laney supergroup. So like kind of the Tony Iommi sort of sound. Which Sabbath, come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Tony who? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, and to, not, to call it Sabracadabra, I mean. Right, yeah, yeah of course. I it mean, even has like the, the graphic on the front is the little witch. The cross from, thing? No, the, the witch lady or the, oh. the woman on the cover of their first record. Right. Does it uh, come with the little plastic things to put on your finger? <laughs> yeah, I need those. I might be able to play better. Um <laughs> Basically has two kind of filter and tone tone controls that allow you to really shape the sound of every you know of the pedal. Lots and lots of gain, which you know I like. Uh, <laughs> Who doesn't like gain? Sure. Who does not like gain? Uh, but I I kind of use it you know subtly, not subtly because this thing doesn't do subtle, but really, but I use it at like the minimum amount of gain possible. That's totally enough spot. for me. For me, yeah. Mm. Uh, especially with the bellows going into it well yeah so number three is another earthquaker pedal this time it's the grand orbiter phase shifter ah oh cool okay yeah this this is for me like the the one all be all phaser it does everything that a phaser should do and way more first of all which is really cool it has a phase vibrato switch on it so you can select between Classic or you know phaser and vibrato, and then it also has a three-way rate switch. One is kind of slower, one is faster, and then in the middle is freeze, it freezes the uh, sweep, so oh. you can dial in these crazy sort of in-between tones. It's great for leads in that setting. Um, cool. It does it does so much stuff. It's in- incredibly versatile, and it's it's one of my favorites. Resonance, cool. depth, sweep, and rate. Yes. So you can dial in some pretty classic phaser tones, like a you know, phase 90 kind of stuff or whatever, but mm-hmm. you can also do all kinds of other really weird stuff with it. So Okay. Nice. Yeah. Rad. Number four. Number four. Uh, and I've heard this one on the show at least a couple of times. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, Caroline Guitar Company, Kilobyte. Yep. Yule. Mm, yep. That might be the all-time lead. I yeah. Think you're right. All-timer. referenced. It's so good. Everything about it's great. I don't know. I don't even know what else to say about it. I mean, everyone else is... Well, what, how do you use it? Tell us about I, that. I use it with the modulation kind of off. I like to keep it sort of sort of crispy in that sense. Mm-hmm. But it also has that drive control. So I've, well, I'll dial it up, dial the drive up on the on the delay a little bit uh, just to get it, get it some warmth, you know? Right. And then uh, it has that chaos momentary switch. Mm-hmm. You can just... Hold that down and let it go crazy and all over the place. That's cool, man. Nice. One That's thing cool. I, What inspired you to get that? I was actually looking for a delay that... I was just going to use it for the crazy self-oscillation stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I, I didn't really know much about this pedal at the time or, or the company or anything. This was years and years ago. The guy at the store is like, hey, man, just try this. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> and that was it, really. I was like, cool. One thing I accidentally found out about this was when, if you hold your foot down on the momentary switch, at least with my foot, it kind of would always touch the one of the the, the feedback knob as I was holding it down. Mm-hmm. You can hold that switch down and then twist your foot 
and change the oh that's the, interesting yeah, yeah change I, I change it in real time like and what if somebody doesn't have your foot can they still do it I would I would, I hope so okay. I've I'm not like I have small feet so. could they hire you to come and do that <laughs> <laughs> exactly well, Fender has old volume pedals. That, um, oh, the swivels. That has a swivel on it. It's kind of the same idea. It's yeah, pretty, those are oh, crazy. It's a tone pants. swivel, so yeah. it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, you had one of those. I still have it. Yeah. Oh, yeah? I don't use it. No. <laughs> it's giant and crazy. Mm-hmm. Cool, man. Well, that's a solid uh, four on the floor. I totally think that was solid, uh, yeah. maybe unexpected oh. a little bit. I think we were all expecting you to bring, like, humongo noise pedals. Oh. Mm. You know? I think based on what you make, maybe we do that too much. We often assume, oh, what, you make what this. What happens when you assume, Todd? You, That's right. You take things uh, at at a value that is not face value. So yeah. anyways. <laughs> I um, like, we like to be surprised, too. Yeah. The, yeah. I mean, the, the stuff that I mostly play is not super extreme. My favorite bands are like Thin Lizzy and Black Sabbath. And- oh, yeah. Yeah. Scorp- the classic scorp- stuff, scorpions stuff, you know. Right. Like, so yeah. I don't, I don't go, uh, I don't go too crazy with all, you know. I stick to the classics, and that's nice. Go. Classic, yeah, kind of classic hard rock, classic metal kind yeah. of stuff. We yeah. like yeah. what we like, man. Yeah, that's true. Occult effects. Tell us uh, how you came about that uh, name there. You know, I've always sort of been uh, interested in in the occult. It's it's a, it's fascinating, and you know, uh, there's lots of spooky dark corners and it's uh kind of like car always, accidents you can't <laughs> not want you're like I, so you, you, you kind of have to look it. yeah it's kind of yeah. like our building <laughs> yes it is it's like a special event that you yeah. can't miss <laughs> um that has always kind of attracted me so a lot of music that i like uh references the occult and uh yeah even some of the old stuff yeah it, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily it's not going into like Norwegian doom or anything like that. No, no. I mean, there are, you know, we were talking about, for Pete's sake. Yeah. And we were talking about Sabbath earlier and, you know, Led Zeppelin and stuff. They were always talking about Aleister Crowley and all that kind of stuff, you know, uh, the sort of mysticism. Yeah. Uh, you know, aspect of it has always been really cool to me. And you kind of have some of that on your pedals too. I was just actually looking at the, um, what's this one? The, The, Athamy. Athamy. Yes. Um, which is a, what's this? That is a boost. It, it's, it's a boost, but it's yes. it's kind of like a, a strangely EQ'd boost. It's it's very It does more than unique. It's got a little extra effective. something in yeah, there, doesn't it? Yeah, it definitely has. Tony and I both like plugged this in and we're like, whoa, this hey, is pretty cool. Um, me too. And it feels a little Serpent and the Rainbow-ish to me, I'm just going to say. <laughs> which, if you haven't seen that movie, it's, it's an older one, but it's really cool. It's about... It's a it's about Haitian uh, zombie powder, sort of like um, voodoo markings and stuff some, on here. Yeah, some symbols and yeah, it's kind of neato to creepify the whole thing. Yeah, cool. Um, you know the name, like we said, the name uh, occult effects. It feels like these are going to be dark doom, all over the top fuzz, like massive distortion, like everything, right? Right. But what we found is that it isn't necessarily the case and you have some really great tones and some great effects going on in these things and uh they when you look at them it says they look like they're named you know um but uh, you don't have to have um norwegian face paint to play these so it helps (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I wear it when I'm building them. Yeah. <laughs> you got a little King Diamond hat. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's cool. Uh, that's okay. I wear a, a Mexican wrestling mat. Do you? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, uh, you actually should wear that more often. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Hey. Okay. So, Al, tell us a little bit about how you got started with building pedals. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I suppose it's not so different from a lot of uh, people that you guys have on the show uh, in that I just, I was always really into pedals and got, you know, bit by the bug, uh-huh. start buying them and opening them up and looking around in there. And you're like, oh man, that's, there's a lot less in there than I thought <laughs> I can, a lot of the time. Can, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Especially some of the old ones. Yeah, exactly. And, um... You know, I I've, I was I was wrong in that I thought I could do it too at first. Uh, so I I got a kit online. I don't even remember where I got it. it was a long time ago, uh, and I I built it and it just it didn't work at all. And I threw it away. And I was like, oh, so discouraged. And then uh, you know, a couple of years later, I think I've I don't know. I must have tried a different one or something. I don't know. I just, I I, I was still, I was still really into it, you know, and, and, and fascinated by the idea of, of putting these things together. And that's probably goes back to, you know, like being, or why the, the occult has kind of appealed to me because these things are also very mysterious and, uh, you know, scary at times. So, uh, that was always, you know, it that is weird because I mean, if you do open it up, you're like, okay, yeah. If I if I don't open it up, it makes all this sound, this crazy. It makes my guitar do amazing, strange things. If I look at it, I don't know exactly. Obviously, each of these things contributes to that, but which right. one is contributing the most to that? And <laughs> I, it is a fascinating part of it, especially right. if you look at a board for the first time. It's just like it's kind of mesmerizing. You're like, I, I don't know how all these things complement each other, but. Right. And, you know, of course there's are some electrical engineers listening right now. They're like, jeez, like, <laughs> just you know, ask me, yeah. I know everything. <laughs> but I don't know. So, uh, I ended up getting another kid and putting it together and it, and it mostly worked. And, uh, and then I just started, you know, it snowballed from there. You start figuring out, how everything works yourself and then building circuits just and just, you know, goes on and on. And now I sit in my little office and for hours on end building. (laughs) (laughs) I think that it is worth mentioning. If you play guitar, if you have pedals, even if you are not trying to say, I'm going to start a pedal company, like get a kit and just make a pedal. Just so you can have the experience. And the appreciation for and what? And the appreciation for, for some of the pedals that you really love. And like you will gain a very quick understanding of like, wow, this is this is really something. This is special. This is like, it's alchemy. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's not really alchemy, but it's like alchemy. <laughs> um, it's very satisfying too, that first time. It is. Yeah. Or actually every time, even now when you know, I build something and you plug it in for the first time and it, you know, and you're just like, oh man. I just, you know, it's, it's a weird feeling, uh, but it's a very nice feeling. Cool. Yeah. So uh, when you build these, uh, is there a lot of 
going back to the drawing board or or how often do you kind of nail what you want compared to uh, going back to the drawing board a lot? Or I, I almost always go back to the drawing board. Right. Sometimes they just catch on fire or something. Like <laughs> I'll plug, plug the power supply. In. What yeah. I've learned uh, along <laughs> the way is, you know, failure is just a part of succeeding anyway. Absolutely, so. yeah. Uh, I mean, I gave you guys a couple prototypes, or almost all of these are pr- prototypes, and, you know, They've got some uh, kinks that still need to be worked out in them, you know, so. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's cool. Good. So how long ago did you start uh, making pedals? I mean, uh, we've talked about I've, I started doing Occult Effects about two years ago. Okay. Two and a half years ago. So I, when I first moved out here, I, I wasn't in a band anymore, and I didn't know a lot. I didn't really know any, any people, actually. Uh, so I had a lot of time and it allowed and I've wanted you know I've been wanting to do this for real for a while or not for real but that's for real well that's different than just building a kit yeah if you're you're doing them that's real I like I like to do all of everything from scratch these are you I mean I associate these with you what was the first pedal that you uh, (laughs) built in your brand uh it was the 1692 this one right here okay um this is, uh, it has it uses two op amps for a lot, a lot, a lot of distortion and volume, and it's pretty simple, but um, it's a straight up distortion yeah, box. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it. There's nothing really too crazy about it. And why is it called the 1792 or yeah. the 1692? 1692. Why is it called the 1692? Is that a year? 1792 is coming out next week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Six, 1692 was. Uh, the year that the uh, Salem witch trials. So, you know, this pedal is, it's pretty fierce and it's loud. And uh, so I kind of, I like that. It's so straightforward. It's not like it does a whole bunch of stuff. It just does this really well. Yeah. You know, and it's a, it's a sort of a smaller MXR style. Yeah. Box. Yep. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, I, I think my my notes, I said it had a lot of bottom end too, Yeah, which is, which is nice for a distortion pedal. Yeah. A lot of times distortion pedals tend to, you know, clip the high end stuff. This one had a lot of balls on the bottom. So that was your first one. This was the first one. Uh, this is what sort of kicked it off for me. The The other one, uh, the next one after the 1692 that I uh, started making was called the Murmur. That one is based off of uh, one of my favorite pedals. And I almost put this one on my floor on the floor. It was a Russian Big Muff, black mm. one. That thing is just uh, a monster. I made my first winder out of a big muff box. You know the wooden like the box, wooden ones, the wooden box they come in with the sliding. Oh yeah, that's thing. that's cool. My first wind, I still have it too. That's Does it still work? That is interesting. It is. I know. I remember seeing that. <laughs> Do you still have the big muff that was in there? I never had the big. Oh, muff. just my the box. My buddy at the guitar store said, "Hey man, some some dude bought a pebble and left the box here, so you could have this wooden box." I'm like, cool. I'm "Gonna make a winder out of it." Sweet. <laughs> So I'm going to kind of jump ahead a little bit just as far as like, you know, uh, we're not going to go through each one sure. of the pedals in a, in a sort of a gear review style, but I'm curious to know after you nail your, uh, you know, your distortion box, right? And you're like, all right, I think I can actually do this, right? And, uh, you know, we see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight pedals in front of us and you named off another one. So clearly you've progressed, 
at what point did you start to say, hey, I, I'm going to start creating my own circuits as opposed to just doing a, um, this is a version of another pedal. Oh, um, well, that's, that's tough. I mean, I definitely am not the pedal builder that's like reinventing the wheel. Like a lot of guys are doing some really, you know, crazy stuff as you guys know, but, uh, most people are taking something that, that yeah. is, is not unlike guitars, you know. Sure. It's, it's not like there's a million new, uh, like, completely, whoa, no one's ever seen exactly that. But everybody's right. putting their own fingerprint on things that are morphing and they continue to morph. Right. I mean, yeah, everything is sort of, everything out there is sort of based off of something else mm -hmm. out there. Um, and I always just sort of wanted to make, stuff that I thought would sound good for for me and some people liked it so what kept you going through the builds like when you got to your so you finished your your distortion and you're like you got to the the murmur which was based off of a fuzz you started getting really creative I I want to say that I don't think you're giving yourself uh enough credit <laughs> for some of these pedals because I do think that there's some really interesting things going on with them. They seem, at first glance, oh, I know what this is. But I can say that every single pedal that that we played, I was surprised. I found something unique that I wasn't expecting in them. I'm trying to pull on that string a little bit because, right. you know, you, uh, actually, what is it? The the pentacle. You've got a dual cascading fuzz. Yeah. You know, that's kind of, a, that's an interesting take on something. I don't know. I just, it's sort of the need to try new stuff and, and, you know, learn more about circuits and stuff. It's just, I guess these things just sort of come out of uh, a want to ex explore more. Um, what, what prompted the dual, the dual fuzz well, that, there? This, this one started off as, as, as something else, you know, as, as an old fuzz mm -hmm. circuit from seventies or something. Mm -hmm just playing around with it and tweaking it to my, you know, to my own by ear, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so you had, you had a regular fuzz and then you're like, well, what if I put another one in here? Yeah. And that's kind of, well, that's kind of how that something that most people, <laughs> it's like Siamese twins. It yeah. Is, and then yeah. I'm like, well, I can put an add another gain stage over yeah. here and sneak a tone control in there. And right. <laughs> you know, well, it, it's interesting because it's not it, when we say it's a dual, most people think that's two foot switches. Right. It's this just, is a single foot switch with two knobs that are controlling the gain stages. It's a, yeah. So this one, it's, it's the, the pentacle has one gain stage or one fuzz circuit on one side. And then as you turn the knob, it, it adds another fuzz circuit. Right. So it's not like a, there's no blending between the two. It's just one or both. Uh -huh. And, and then you can go between. And are those uh, silicone? Yep. Okay. Yep, silicone. And then it's got like a classic kind of low pass filter. Yeah. See, there you control. go. It's got a low pass filter on a on a dual gain stage fuzz. It's that's that's who I don't know how many <laughs> else are out there like that. There's a lot of pedals, but I haven't played one, so that was that was a neat surprise. And then one of the ones that Tony and I were geeking out, and then uh, Jared jumped in and was like, hey, hey, I love that one too. Hell yeah. the, uh, the roll right stone, and all of the T's are upside down, which is kind of fun. Um, so this is the, uh, 
This is another one. Again, look, this is a big box. It's got one knob. Now, there's not a lot of pedals that are coming out that it's mostly like how many knobs can you fit on something, right? This is um, a single knob and a single toggle, neither of which are labeled. So that's kind of fun right there, right? And then uh, we plugged it in and Tony, what was your experience with this? I loved it. I mean, it, it, it reminded me an awful lot of like a Univibe, uh, kind of a, a vibrato and phaser kind of combined in one. You can get some really cool tones out of it, but I, the depth switch, or is it the speed switch? Is it a, is depth. It, it's depth. Depth, yeah. Um, I mean, it totally changes the the whole, all of the parameters in the pedal. And it, it, it it's a really, I think it's really useful. It's cool. My only critique was after listening to all of the other uh, pedals that we tried out, which are pretty aggressive pe- pedals, is this one is just like super clean. I mean, it's just like there is no grit, grime, or dirt <laughs> at all, which is is the right way I I think to do a phaser. Yeah. Um. Uh. But it 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 you know, I, after listening to all these other ones, uh, I thought, man, well, maybe if we could just notch it up or put a you know a trim pot on it to just give it. It's a little bit of grime. It's, it's funny that you mentioned that about this exact pedal because uh, one of my good friends just he's like, "Hey, can you build me one of these, but with a, a one a, with a boost in it? Yeah, to make mm. it nasty and yeah, it just gives it just a little yeah. bit. I mean, you know, it doesn't need a lot, but it was just like it was just so. So it's like the 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 signal going in is like the signal coming out only with effect on it. And it's, you know, I'm, I guess I'm used to a lot of pedals, especially old school pedals, that there is some coloring and dirt, grime, whatever you want to call it. Um, but but it's it, I think that that was my favorite pedal of the bunch. I don't regularly make these because they are honestly like kind of a pain in Are they in really? The butt. The, that's another reason this, the box is so big because the circuit is massive. Oh. And it just... You know the way I do things, it isn't. It wouldn't fit in something like this or right, like that. Right. That's kind of ironic you say that because I, when it comes to that kind of modulation, I like a hint of it. So I, that's why I like that pedal too because it wasn't totally in in my face, but I I could kind of turn it down and get it to where I liked it personally. But yeah, I I think that kind of, that one kind of stuck out for me as well. Agreed. And in the land of you know. M- a million knobs and switches and, you know, and, and tap tempos and everything, which are cool. Those things, those things all have its place, but there was something really beautifully simplistic about this too, but didn't have the limitation of like some of the early, the, the, the MXR classic boxes, which is like when you turn it on, it's just like, that's all you hear. Yep. And this wasn't that. And I think that we all uh, appreciated that. So, well done on that, man. Thanks, guys. And then uh, we'll let's see. I think you had another one that you're working on. It was a prototype. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, this one um, sounds like a, an old British amp, like turned up super loud. Okay, and it it's kind of meant to just sound like those old classic records. So you also have one uh, that I thought was really interesting, simply because. You tend to have a habit of not labeling things, which <laughs> can be fun. Um, but it's also, to your point, you know, when you're talking about, you know, you named it Occult Effects and the Mysterious, it's like, um, obviously, if you start to play with this after a while, you know what your knobs are doing. But at first approach, it's like, I have no idea what this thing's going to do. 
That was actually kind of fun. And the layout that you have for the switches is also really unique. It's I haven't seen a layout like this for, you know, for the switches and knobs together. And this is called the, how do you say that? The Grimoire. Grimoire. Uh, G-R-I-M-O-I-R-E. So tell us about this little box of nastiness. So this is sort of like the overdrive that I always wanted but could never find. Everyone's got like, there, there are those classic ones, the green one. You know. Yeah, Tube Screamer. Yeah. DS9. Yeah. 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 And this, is, the, this used to be that. Okay. A, a long time ago. Okay. And uh, it's just the controls are how I always wanted them to work on that okay. pedal. So you got three knobs, two toggles. Yep. The three knobs are your normal volume tone drive right. knobs. Then you got some clipping. And then uh, clipping toggle. Yep. And then a mids toggle. Mids toggle. Yeah. Now, or a pr- I guess it's more of a presence. Okay. That's a little bit. You know, it just makes it stick out a little, little more. Right. If you're pushing if you're pushing a, an amp that's already, you know, got some crunch to it. Uh huh. That switch will help it get to that next. Gotcha. What's interesting is when you start to flip the switches and you're like, wait, if I do if I do one or two, I now have. I mean, you have a ton of combinations of, you know, possibilities here, just even with two toggle switches working together. Right. Which is, I think, kind of fun and interesting. So, And this is something that I I don't normally, like, get this crazy with the knobs and the switches and all the controls. Like, everything else here that you see is... Pretty, they look pretty simple forward at first glance. Yeah, you know, but I, again, there's you've got some hidden surprises there. Um, I think maybe well, I'm just going to touch on this last one because my bass player was like foaming at the mouth for it. That's the single knob. Again, it's a single knob fuzz. So when we got this box, we're used to getting things that have all kinds of tricks and doodads and whatnots. But the um, this is called the pendle fuzz, and it's one knob. And and it's also kind of cool because these are all like you know hand stamped uh, names and all that stuff. One knob, but with a toggle. Now, when you don't have fancy graphics all over the place and labels, it it begs you to play with it. And so it's a single knob fuzz um, and then a toggle. So tell us about this and why this works so well with bass. So I don't know why that works. I've never. I've, I'm not a bass player right. I, I don't I, had, I don't know so when I played it in my house I, I didn't I didn't play it through the bass but I heard it and I said I think this is going to sound amazing on bass partially because it didn't have the typical muffy mid kind of thing it had more um clarity uh-huh. which is weird on a fuzz and that's what I think that was the kind of magic thing about this is that I knew that he he would plug this in and it wouldn't just sound like oh You've turned on a fuzz pedal. There's almost a level of it feels like clean signal is still coming through it a little bit. Um, I don't know if that's intentional, but that's what I picked up on. I think part of the reason this probably works so well, or you know, for some people on bass, is that uh, this this switch is just a, a a bright and dark switch, right? And w- when it's in the dark position, it you know that sort of works it just works well with the bass with those lower frequencies and it allows them to sort of come through mm-hmm. the amp i think uh with a lot of fuzzes on bass it's just you know that you lose some of those you, you, yes you, you lose a lot of the low end yeah on. yeah so this that dark switch is 
to allow those those lower frequencies to sort of come through, right? And the way I kind of intended it was like, you know, I play darker, you know, lower down-tuned stuff, you know, and mm-hmm. when you have those that dark switch going, it really that really helps with that. So nice bass. And anyway, so cool, man. Well, you got uh, you, you know we got some other ones, but um, we're not going to go through like all of these here. But um, so moving forward, all right, mm-hmm. you've you've got a handful of pedals out, um, probably more so than others that that are even you know just starting out. Um, where are you hoping to go with this right now? I would like to just. I, I realize that I have a lot of stuff going on with these. Like, there's a lot of pedals out here out right now i want to just focus on improving these Mm -hmm. uh, and continue revising them uh and that's kind of what i've been doing in the past few months or so is just working on improving these Mm -hmm. um and uh i've i've also been doing like the show like the guitar show things a lot you know or more and more at least got a couple under under my belt now so uh i want to keep doing those and just keep meeting people and getting helping people play weird music uh well make sure you keep us abreast of anything uh new that is coming up um and make you know now that you've got people interested uh who are hearing this are going to want to probably find out a little bit more so we will uh we'll hope to hear more about your pedals moving forward yes cool man all right. Jared. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is time for your favorite segment of the show called Would You Rather? Well, for most people, it's the interview, but uh, go ahead. <laughs> of course. For Jared. Um, no, it is the interview. That's why we do this. Uh, so, so, our buddy Tig Harmon, he is... An executive producer. I believe he is. You bet. He gave us a would you rather, and I'm about to read it to everybody. You're backstage. You're all ready to go. You're wearing your favorite jeans. You're wearing your favorite shirt. You've got your guitar. Everything's cool. But are your favorite jeans like rock and roll jeans? Are they, they, like- they are super rock and roll jeans. Holes all over the place. They're wore out or whatever. So... Uh-oh. You're walking on stage, and you go to grab your pick, <gasps> and you're like, oh, fiddlesticks. Fiddlesticks. I, I wore the jeans. <laughs> yes. Might be one of the things you say. <laughs> I wore the jeans that has the hole in the pocket, and that's the that's a pocket I put my picks in. Yep. Wow. So, so you got no picks. You have no picks. Oh. So would you rather mm-hmm. would go on stage and play with no pick at all, which is your fingers, you know, fingernails or fingertips, whatever, mm-hmm. or somebody has a pick for you to use, but it's the complete opposite of the gauge of pick that you are used to using. That is a nightmare. So like if that's you, honestly, if you're, that's a nightmare. If yep. you're, if you're used to playing with like a featherweight pick, the only Thin pick. yeah, you have like the big, big heavy duty. Yep. Big giant pick. Quarter. Big lucite yep. ones that are diamond, yeah. like diamond tip that are, you know, 10 bucks a piece. Yep. Mm. Or like, if you, if you're used to a heavy pick, you have to play with a little, yeah, a little flimsy, a little stick style. Wow. Yeah, like the nylon. It's barely there. Okay. Wow. Barely. All right. <laughs> uh, Tony Bellini, what are you doing? 
I, you know, I think I'm going to rough it and I'm going to do the no pick at all and just tear up my fingers till I bleed. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because, you know, if you're used to a certain level of pick and you have to jump over to something else, you're going to flub it anyhow. So, yeah, I'll go for it. Plus, you get blood, you know, if you, if you hit the strings yeah, enough times. Right. Yeah. Good stuff. Jared, what are you doing? I'm definitely going to adapt to the opposite gauge of what I'm used to because I've had to do that when I was younger and I would lose picks all the time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I like the thin pick when I was younger. I use medium now, but younger, thin. So, you know, I'd ask mom or dad for an old junkie credit card to cut up, and it was it was a thick gauge. They have a lot of old junkie credit cards laying around. Well, back in the day, that, yeah, you know, right. that were... That were not used anymore. Okay. You know, yeah. you know wow. I mean? Sure. So did that's you, what I would, you know, I did would. Did you have a lot of holes adapt. in your pockets? I had some jeans with holes in my pocket. I've yeah. got some favorite coats that still do. And my, uh, I have to search for my keys. It's a pain in the butt. Oh, man. <laughs> Hate that. What are you doing? Uh, I would, I'm probably going to have to go with using the, the opposite pick as well, just because I can't do it without. For the majority of, my playing, I can't use my fingers. Yeah. I just can't. I can't. I don't have the uh, accuracy. Yeah. As, you know, with my fingers as I as I would with a pick. Even yeah. if Even yeah. if it's a floppy, like. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You know. If you're a classical player, then. Sure. You're, you're good to go because you grow your nails out anyway, <laughs> like Paul Simon. Looks like an old. <laughs> That's your go-to. An old <laughs> evil ogre that with. Oh, yes. Yeah, so Paul nails. Simon, the, the famous evil, flamenco player. Yeah, famous old evil oh, ogre he does. flamenco He's player. He's got nasty nails <laughs> for picks. <laughs> okay. I love that guy. All anyway. right. Clearly. I love you, Paul. Ah, oh, man. This is really hard. I have, I have found myself on stage um, actually either due to losing you know, having a pick go flying and I've, and I haven't had them set up, uh, at which point I started actually doing a better job of making them more accessible. Um, and I've also had it where my where, hand, where'd you put them? My hand like would just cramp up, you uh, know, cause I'm just playing so long you and playing the, really yeah, hard. You need right? a pick holder, dude. I had a pick holder. And then I started like actually doing a, like a roll of tape and putting them on, on, yeah. like, on the guy. But, uh, anyways, Point being, both both cases, I had to just sit there and play with my hand, my fingers. Mm. And, but I'm playing, you know, more slightly more aggressive stuff. But I can't, I can't get myself to the idea of playing one of those big giant lucite picks. I can't, mm. I can't get there. I will. Yeah. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go fingers. What the heck? I'm yeah. gonna go with Tony. We're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna do fingers. Up. Yeah, blood. Yes. Uh, blood. <laughs> hey, we had half and half today. That was awesome. No, yeah, that's that's interesting. Uh, let's see here. Tony, you got some things to read off for us? No. Cool. Yes, you do. It's the executive producer. Oh, that. Oh. Our friends. Our friends. Our friends, family, All Romans. patrons are friends. Um, yeah, so let's just talk about this a little bit. Because at this point in the show, I, on behalf of the rest of the knobs, like to thank a certain group of people. Ooh. We like to thank all of our patrons. All of them. And, you know, if you're out there and you're a patron on patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs, thank you. We thank you. And when you go you go over to that website, check it out. If you're not already a patron, check it out. 
because there's some great things that you can get. You get some T-shirts and barefoot buttons and picks and stickers and lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. And I love you. And Jared loves you. That's right. That's worth something. Mm, I don't know why. But (laughs) there's a certain level, and we like to call it our executive producer level. That's Mm -hmm. right. And this is like the the top of the heap. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And in addition to all those great things that you get and the warm feeling you get from sponsoring a podcast like the Guitar Knobs, mm-hmm. specifically the Guitar Knobs, Jared, what happens? Well, you, like right now, I get to have your name read on the thing. And that's what I'm going to do right now. Surf. So I'm going to go. Let's welcome on board Tim Nowak. Let's do it. Woo-hoo! Tim is our newest executive producer. Yes, sir. Thank you, Tim. Tim, thank you. It's a good dude. Uh, let's go back to John Esterly, Chris Heidel, Tyg Harmon, who provided a lovely Would, Would You Rather, rather? Uh, Tyler Bray, John Anglin, Anthony Lanthrop, Jonathan. Nope, it's not Jonathan. It's Johnny. Johnny, Johnny. amongst us. Johnny Knowles, Stefan Lamb, Rick Langlou, Michael McVeigh. Michael Sanchuk, Brian Robison, Jonathan Jerusik, Ken Sayers, Corey Nigro, Brad Partridge, Michael Van Zant, Doug Christ, uh, Darren Gregory, Chris Kearney, Sean S. 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 John Daly, Martin Cliff, and our original. Tom Berezin. That is right. Thank you guys so very much. You are truly keeping the lights on. Um, Al can attest. We actually have a studio, and the lights are actually they on. They are indeed on. Are they and on? we also have some, I need some verbal visitors verification. up there. But they, <laughs> there are a couple of roaches. They've been there for a couple of years. <laughs> they, they were there. Yeah, Before I think us. they were there when we got here. But anyway, yes. we wouldn't be able to see them if the lights weren't on. That is true. Good point. That's verification. Nice. So you lights are, all are helping definitely this on. To happen. Um, so yes, let's see here. Al, where can people find your gear? Uh, the best place is on Instagram at uh, occult.effects. Okay. And I also have a reverb shop. Okay. Reverb.com slash shop slash occult effects. Great. And if people want a little something special, they can just DM you there. Yep. The best best place is uh, through Instagram. Shoot me a message. Um, yeah. Solid. All right. So go check that out. Uh, see what he's building. And um, if you got any special requests for him, hit him up. I bet you he'll make it. Uh, Tony. Mm, no. Yes. Where can people find you? Oh, where can they find me? They can go over to pickguardian.com and take a look at some of the things that I do. There's some things you can order there, but by and large, what I do is pretty well custom stuff. So best to contact me, send me an email. Uh, You can contact me through Instagram as well at pickguardian and the number one. There's some things on Facebook too, but just let me know what you need. I'll fix you up. Hey man, he makes it fit and it looks good too. That's true. That's After true. Many pick cool and, and the stuff. ladies like it too. Yes. Uh, you Jared. <laughs> uh you can find me uh brandonwildpickups.com. I've got some really cool products. If you need some old looking new pickups for your project or you need whatever, just uh give me a shout. Jared at brandonwildpickups.com. Great sounding pickups. We they are definitely that. yes. Thank you. You can Instagram. 
and Facebook, whatever. That's right. Send them all the stuff. You can email me, Todd, at theguitarknobs.com, or you can DM me on our Instagram account, at guitarknobs, and that is where you will find all of our updates and whatnots. Please send us your would-you-rathers. We love getting those. And uh, ladies and gentlemen... Thank you, Al, for swinging by our studio Thanks, here and, and hey. bringing us all these cool occult effects pedals. Thank you guys for having me. And uh, I, I really encourage people it. to to give uh, give these a, a shot. Um, they're they sound good. They're priced to sell. Everybody have a great guitar week and subscribe. Yeah. Can you take me Hey yo. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm up in first class on a plane. <laughs> That's right. Ah, I knew it. Yeah. Should we close the door? Yeah, we can close the door. All right, let's close the door. Hordor. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Let's go get something to eat. Yeah. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes four on the floor blog and other good stuff you can connect with us on social too at our facebook page and share your gear and stories on our facebook group also be sure to check out our instagram at guitar knobs catch you next time